Blog Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Rodney Perry, and this is Rodney Perry Live, and we're having a, a good time today. I'm mean, currently in uh, Cleveland, you know, at the Cleveland Improv, having great shows out here. But, you know, the, the, the Rodney Perry Live train never stops. We had to stop and get this interview in with one of the, 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 the most fly up-and-coming actresses in the game right now. And uh, I, I love this lady on so many levels. One, she's an ace talent. But, two, beyond that, she's just a good person. And, and you know, we've crossed uh, paths so many times. You know, we actually uh, appeared in the film together uh, called Showstoppers. That I, I don't know if she got any money. I probably got about $12 for it. So, I got some gas money. I'm excited to bring her in. And I wanted to play this song because I think she's destined to be the world's greatest. Y'all stay tuned. Let's rock Perry live. I am a mountain. I am a tall tree. Oh, I am a river. I am a river. Down in the valley. Yeah, that's R. Kelly, the world's greatest. And I'm getting to talk to one of the world's greatest actresses, uh, personalities, good people all around, uh, never different. And that's one of the things I like about her. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Miss Angel Conwell. That's Angel with two L's, Conwell with two L's, and yeah. a beauty. Hi, Angel. How are you doing today, sweetie? I'm doing good, Rodney. You are too sweet. Every time you – the introductions always just make me feel so fuzzy inside. You know, and I feel the same way about you. <laughs> Ever, honestly, since I've known you, you've just always been this warm spirit. When I see your face, I'm like, that's my people. So, you know, of course, we've been both on our grind for, for years, years and years, probably more than most people would, would really know. And just to see everybody, you know, see everybody taking these steps forward and upwards is, is always a, a wonderful, beautiful thing. Let's talk about that because, you know, I mean, I, I consider us peers. I'm sure you're way younger than me. But, you know, like you said, we've been I'm grinding for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do seven, you know. I, and, you know, I probably when I met you, you was probably like twenty one or twenty two. I may, you know, I may, so, maybe and, younger than that. I think, but maybe even in my late teens, eighteen or nineteen. But you know, I, I'm kind, I think I'm kind of young, but I'm still old in the game. I've been, I've been in it right. for a minute. So you know, and you know how it is. People like us, we were so yeah. goal oriented and focused. So it's like we just about handling that business, <laughs> not really thinking about how old or young. We're just trying to get it. Let's talk about handling business and mm-hmm. being goal-oriented because mm-hmm. one thing I've always noticed, and, and I've seen, like, other starlets come to Hollywood and get swallowed up by the pitfalls and the mm-hmm. vices that, that we have at our disposal. And what I say all the time is that the vices that, that you know, your vices can swallow you up in this game. How is Angel uh, not succumb to some of those things that, that we lose, you know, you know our, our young starlets to when they come to Hollywood? Well, you know, truthfully, yeah, there's a lot of distractions out here, and if you're not careful, I mean, you could be distracted into the very wrong situation, and and and, and one wrong situation can lead to, you know, tons of others. So that that honestly and truly, though, when I first came out here, and and, and my my uh, motivation and my inspiration is still the same. It's my family. It's been my family. I, somebody said in a song, "My grind's about family, never been about fame." 
So I think that mm. is what has helped me really on a daily basis. I, I honestly I keep I stay prayed up. You gotta do that. But not only do I stay prayed yeah. up, I just really try to live that way of life and just be the best person I can be and focus on becoming a better actress just because I know that I have a purpose and I'm here to fulfill that purpose. So if I let myself go astray and get into all kind of shenanigans, I'm definitely going to be ruining my pur- my purpose and my plan. So, I mean, and I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to do. It takes it takes a lot of discipline, but it's, it's what has to be done. You know, I, I just refuse to, I refuse to lose, I you know. I will win. I got it's, it's a daily daily affirmations that I'm sure you have to do with yourself as well. We got because it's, it's a tough yeah. business. It's very challenging. It's very challenging. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, we talked before uh, you came on an, an interview when uh, on the Rodney Perry show that mm-hmm. we shot on video, and I remember asking you uh, what was your biggest hurdle at that point. Mm-hmm. What is your biggest hurdle now? I mean, you right, and, 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 and you probably you say again. I'm saying, yeah, I remember, and I think if I'm not mistaken, my answer was the stereotype, or either yeah. you know trying to get certain people to understand that I'd grown up because I when I came to LA, I was 12, I was really young. So the casting mm-hmm. directors and, and many of the producers that knew me knew me as this little little girl, and they really couldn't see me growing up. So basically I was a child actress. I didn't attain that level of fame, but I was still a child actress. The people inside the business knew who I was. So when I was growing up, they were like, no, no, she's just too young. They just couldn't get that I was maturing. So praise God now, this role on Y&R has really solidified what what I was trying to do. Basically show maturity, show a complete 180 in the role that I played in the past. Um, and and I'm I'm playing a corporate professional lawyer. She's um all about, you know, handling her cases and she she really has her stuff together and, and, and it's and I I just feel really good to be representing the sisters in such a positive light. I really do. I've been really enjoying and blessed to play this character. So okay. um but, but the challenge you, you, is you, now you, you brought it up. We gotta talk about it. Y and R, the mm-hmm. young and the restless. Are you young or restless? Um, um, restlessly young. <laughs> I have my days. I have my days where I'm either one of the. I'm always young. I'm always young at heart. But they, I do have my right. restless days, Rodney. Right? Are you restless, Rodney? Are you a restless, Rodney? I'm <laughs> That's very the question. Restless, Rodney. <laughs> you stay traveling the country. I don't, I don't country, think we though. have the luxury of resting. You know, I think I'll, I'll rest. I'll rest when I'm eighty. You know what I mean? Right, right. They say they say you sleep when you die, but at the same time, you also die if you don't sleep. <laughs> we need a little bit of rest. Wow. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Man. We need a little. We we need a little bit of rest just to rejuvenate our brain. I mean, that's really what it's for. The body just responds to whatever the brain tells it to do. So we we yeah. need we need that rest just so we can you know remain sane in a very insane world. Now now what's what's this journey like? I mean, because you've been at some hood classics, Baby Boy, Soul Plane, The Wash, and now you're in mainstream America on Young and Arrestors. What, what's the difference? Well, definitely the you know the, the audience and the people that I'm now being exposed to um, just a different a different audience a different vibe. But don't get me wrong, because I love my hood classics and and I, I thank John Singleton and you know 
all the DJ Pooh, everybody who let me be in those types of movies, and hopefully there'll be a good one one day where I can go back and do another. But um, I just think that uh, the difference is, is definitely the audience that I'm uh, attracting now. I mean, the soap fans, the soap opera fans and supporters are no joke. When I tell you I went to the Daytime Emmys the other, the other day and it was some on some rock star stuff, I'm like, wow, they go hard. They love these soaps. And, and I, I think it's great because, you know, I don't do this, to be, uh, you know, to be praised or, you know, I don't do it for for any of that, but it's a good feeling to know that someone is enjoying your work, you know, or recognizing yeah. your work and supporting your work. Because, I, I mean, I have to say there are a lot of us, when I say us, people like you and I who support and encourage and uplift and, you know, are there to say, keep it cracking, man, keep it pushing and praying for you, you know, sending blessings. But then you also have that group of people that just any old chance they get, they want to badmouth something or criticize it. So, you you know, having that um, balance and being able to say, well, wow, there's still, a, there's still a group of people that will let you know we love your work. And that's it's a pretty heartwarming situation. So um, I, right, I say the audience, it, it does, it's a great feeling because we work hard. Whether people see it or yeah. not, they don't always see the blood, sweat, and tears. They see the glitz, they see the glamour, they see the lights and camera action. But they don't see the behind the scenes and the, 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 you know, when things are unstable and when there's darkness and when you have no clue what's going to happen the next day or how you're going to pay your bill. They don't see all of that. You know, they don't see the climb. So, you know, and, and with us knowing what we go through and how the business is and how uncertain things are and just life in general, you know, it, it is a good feeling when someone respects your work and, and admires it. So, but yeah, I'd say that the support and the audience that I'm attracting right at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, and the soap I, I, you, I know you kind of just you kind of mentioned this on the slide, but the Did daytime I? What I do? Emmys. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> the, the daytime the Emmys. The daytime <laughs> Emmys is, is is hot. Yeah. Oh man, I was so happy to be up there representing. I was so happy to be there because um you know it's not too many of us. There are some. You have yeah. beautiful, like Debbie Morgan and um, you know, Julia Pace Mitchell was there, um, a couple of the guys from the show, even Brighton, McClure. But, I mean, really, it's if you can count them on your hand, you can name them off like that. And yeah. and so to be one of the very few sisters that was there to represent for daytime was was a big deal, especially now because, I mean, there's so many – like hardcore supporters when it comes to daytime, but it's still the the industry in that area is 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 it's affected right now. It's not really doing the greatest. So who knows if there's going to be a daytime Emmys next year? At least one that airs. We we don't know. So just to be there and be representing and and and, and the fact that I'm playing such a a positive role, I felt I felt good. It was a good day. Now now I was watching an old episode of Oprah the other day, and they had Susan Lucci on. And they showed all the the incarnations of her character. Is that something that that you would welcome to look up twenty years from now, and you be still rocking this character, killing it? You know, you know, playing Miss Leslie Michelson twenty years from now. You know, I'm not sure what what God has in the plan or, or what we gonna work out because you know it's a collaborative effort. You know, us and God, we do our thing. But I, um, I'm not, you know, I would love that. That would be great. That's definitely an idea too. But I also have a vision to to, to get into some really good, good films that inspire and, and transform lives, and and work on some other projects too. But that would be great, especially if I can also at the same time make these other things happen that I have on my vision board. 
So um, that would be hot because Susan Lucci, I mean, she, she's one of those women. She's a, she's a staple in, in, in soap opera history. Not, I mean, even if you don't watch her soap, you know who Susan Lucci is, without a doubt. Right. You know, so and all the soap stars are like that. It's like you'll see them on the street, and if you're not exactly sure how you know them, you just know you know them. I mean, they've been in, right. in, on the TV for pretty much everyone's life, whole life. So it's pretty awesome to see the reaction that they get and, and, and how, how people are so excited about their presence. I'm like, wow, these soaps are no joke. <laughs> that is for sure. Okay, okay, rewind me. Rewind me to your audition day and then when you, when you knew you booked it. Um, 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 well, to tell you the truth, this was one of the, because the audition process, as you know, can be grueling and just really right. tedious, and sometimes they make us actors go through the absolute utmost. And, but I actually only went in, I went in once, twice at the most. And, but for some reason, I just really connected to this character. I was like, you know what, I, I, I need to go ahead and land this, because my granny loves her some Y&R. The Y&R is my Popeye's right. favorite soap. May he rest in peace. I was like, I got to get on Y&R. And uh, I was like, this is the exact character. So at that point, I was pumped. I was pumped up, but at the same time, I had a, a, a calm a calm center. I was calm about it at the same time, which is always a nice little, uh, a nice balance. And so I went in, and, you know, I kind of just zoned and, and, and did my thing. And when I was done, um, Camille, who, who's the casting director, she was like, wow. She was like, that is that was the best read. She's the best I've seen you done, and this is the best read. She was like, yeah. Um, okay. Like, gave me that look at, like, we, I got you. And a couple of days later, I, I found out that I was in the mix. You know how they tell you you're in the mix when you're one of the top people. And then a couple of days right. after that, I found out I got the part. So um, I, I was excited, to say the least. I, I really was. And it, cause it, normally, it didn't have to happen that easy for me. It really didn't. Right. That that one role, but to me that was just because I've sown so many seeds, so many seeds. So that was just yeah. the seed that came up. That was like, here we gonna give this to you. You you know you work hard. We're not gonna make you have to work too hard for this one. <laughs> so um, that's how that now, happened. Let's talk about let's talk about auditioning because I, I think it, like I'm a much better at that process now than I was when I first got to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I think more than anything is confidence. So it do you is. think your confidence probably played played in you killing this one? You know, yeah, it, auditioning is such a fickle process because I mean I know that veterans that are like, oh, I'm I'm really not into that whole auditioning process. Some people just right. some people just click with it, and some people don't. And I but I do think the more you audition, the more you become comfortable. But it's always a little awkward you know, just standing in front of people and, and knowing that they're looking at you thinking, hmm, hmm. It's, it's just an interesting process. So I think it's important to just kind of zone out and not worry about what people are thinking, not worry about how 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 right you are, how right they think you are. And just really, I started being a lot more confident when I let go of the fact that, you know, I may or may not get it. Instead of going in and saying, I want to get this, I want to get this, I try to just say, you know what, do your best. Just do your best and right. really let it go because it can drive you insane <laughs> if mm. you, you know, you kind of yeah. start, yeah, we start overanalyzing things. And so um, what was the initial question? Because I know I got off track. What was the initial question? No, no, you you right, you right in the lane. Well, basically, it was about auditioning and, and it has, did your confidence oh, now yes. affect you? 
Yeah, but I tell you, even now, Rodney, sometimes I go in and I'm like, mm, you know, that was all right. But, you know, it's so hard to tell because we can go in and think we did horrible, and they call like, we loved him, right. we loved her. You know, and you're like, really? Did they? They loved me. They really loved me. I had right. no idea. But then you can go in and think you killed it and think you just owned it, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go another direction. So yeah, it, 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 all, it all comes down to realizing that many times it doesn't have anything to do with your t- talent. It, it has It's timing sometimes. It's just numbers game. Politics. Yeah. There's a whole lot of different things that go into the whole process of auditioning and booking. And that's why it's so funny that people that aren't in the business will be like, well, why weren't you in this movie? And why weren't you in that movie? And I'm like, I, right. I know you're not in this business. I know you aren't in this business because you wouldn't need to be asking that question if you were. It, it, it's, a, it's a lot that goes on. You know, it's just, it, first of all, the projects that are available to us are very limited, minimal. Yeah. And, the, and then on top of that, the quality ones are even less. And so when there's something that comes, I mean, everybody is all on top of that project. So it, it's really a timing situation. I say you need, you know, three things. You need talent, timing, and a good team, as well as good, the good Lord on your side. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But I, I think confidence I always it works. So, so t- tell me about South Africa. Oh, wow, South Africa, yes. Um, I was there for was it six weeks, five, five to six weeks, and it was it was definitely an experience because at that time I was really a lot less. Um, I was just a little bit more angsty than I am now. I didn't really. I think I, when I look back on that, I wish I would have gotten out more and enjoyed myself a whole lot more. But to tell you the truth, they they timed it a little interesting because it was a summer movie we were filming that has not come out yet, <laughs> but it was a summer movie, but it was rainy season in Africa. So it was thundering and lightning and raining, and it was just this whole situation where the weather kind of prohibited a lot of the activity, you know, safaris and things of that nature. But it, I, it was interesting. I'll tell you what, if you go to South Africa, take your own ketchup, because they don't have ketchup over there. And I think I no still ketchup. have a I, yeah, there's no ketchup. They have some version of something that does not taste like ketchup at all, but I was, like, going crazy because I wanted some ketchup on my fries. <laughs> I remember that. Um, but it was an experience. We went to Soweto, where, which is the poverty is extreme, at an extreme low. I mean, if anybody who visits Soweto, their life will be changed, like, permanently. Wow. And, it, and it did that for me. Um, we, but we did, we didn't, well, because we were filming, we didn't get a chance to get out as much as I would have liked. But, um, it right. was, a, it was a good experience, a lot of personal growth as well. It's always interesting when a film takes you away from all the people you love the most <laughs> for so long. Right, Because right. It, it forces you to kind of just get strong. You don't realize how dependent you are on, on your people until you have to leave them for a minute. Right. So, well, so yeah. what's that film? What, what's that film you're working on? Well, the, that was called The Killing of Wendy, and that was quite a while ago, uh, maybe over two, over two years ago. It was with myself, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Vanessa Bell Calloway was out it, there. Did you know it came out? No, Natalie, uh, your, your wife from um from uh, your play wife and um Maria. Oh, Natalie Yeah, she was out there with us. Yes, um, we all we had a good time. We really all had a great time, but it just never came out, Rodney. <laughs> Oh, shit. I don't know what had happened. Said, I, I did. I did a movie with Said the Entertainer, uh-huh. and it was like Said's directorial debut. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And we went out and shot this movie. Kale Mitchell is in it. It's just got this great Oh, I know which one you're talking all about. Cool people. Yeah, and, Chicago. And, man, we did that movie, and, and you, yeah, never seen it. I don't know what the hell. I'm like, dude. Uh, I'm not quite sure myself. I don't know. You know, I, I, it's it's interesting because you'll have a vibe when you're filming a movie like, oh, this this could be some this could be some great, or this this really it's has right. potential. And that's when it really hurts when it doesn't come out because you're like, oh yeah. man, you know that was a good one actually. Because I know I've had a few where I'm like, hey, if this doesn't happen to make it out, then I don't think I'm gonna be very mad. <laughs> I'll be all right <laughs> because it, you know you kind of start to get a vibe. Okay, you like I read the script, it was great. Now for some reason I'm getting on set and things are changing and every this isn't what I thought I signed up for. But, you know, um, then you have the ones. I think sometimes people just don't know what to do on the post-production end. I think that's what happens. Maybe people aren't getting the deals that they, they thought they would. But it, it definitely is something that goes on uh, on the on the back end. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, when you get these opportunities, you got to just make the most of them because who knows what's going to happen. Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Now, now, now let, you know, we, we you've had opportunity to travel around the world as an actress. Did you see this? Did you see this like when you were a little girl and you wanted to be? Did you see yourself traveling to South Africa, uh, uh, working with some of the actors and actresses you work with? Did you did you have any idea? Um, I did have a, an idea, but um, to tell you the truth. The traveling, and I was a lot. I was. I'm from the country, so most of the people in my family don't like to fly. Don't you know what I mean? Very, you know, just in their own box. South Carolina in the house. South Carolina in the building. Love, love them to pieces. <laughs> smiling faces. Beautiful places. But um, you know, I just, I, I did. I, what I wanted when I was young was to just come out here and do a, a sitcom, one of those sitcoms, and be on that for like the rest of my life. That's what I thought was gonna happen. I thought it was going to be that easy. That's just that night, you know, that green naivety thing. But um, that's what I liked. I really didn't know about the traveling. I really didn't want to travel too much until recently. The past five, six years, I'm, I'm, I used to be afraid of flying, no longer afraid of flying. The fear just went It went somewhere. It just must have went out the window one day because, I mean, I, when I tell you I was one of those types of flyers that was, I mean, shaking and nervous and looking around really? looking crazy. Oh, yeah, it was it was bad. And I prayed, I prayed many times, but I guess the last good prayer I got got out, to, uh, it worked, because now I love to travel. So, yeah, I, I did kind of see it. I did. I had a vision. I always, the reason I even wanted to become an actress was because I like to make people feel good. You know, I, I like to see people laugh. I like to, if I felt like if I could help tell a story to make someone's day a little bit brighter, or if I can help tell a story that will help strengthen somebody, then my job is done. You know, I love to act, and at the same time, I can I can help heal the world in a sense. Not to sound corny, but really, you know, help no, heal not, the world. not corny at all. I, I completely get that, yeah. Yeah, one person I think, I think by that, one person. I think that's our bigger purpose. Like, it's easy to make this whole business very selfish, but I think mm-hmm. our bigger purpose sometimes is making other people feel good. If you can make oh, that yes. your purpose, yes. it makes get through the, the tough parts easier. It it does. It does. I love it. It's, it's nothing like somebody coming up to you and telling you that, you know, whatever role you played 
you know, got them through a day they were about to commit suicide and, and they saw this, you play this role and, and it changed their life and they rethought things and now they're, they, they're staying strong. Or a joke that you told helped, to, you know, that, that was the first time they laughed that day. I mean, to me, things like that are just, it's, it's, it's good enough for me. It really is. And if it's, and if you're, you know, we're blessed enough to, to get a little bit of light and a little bit of exposure to where people will listen to us more or, or take take what we say and, 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 and use it for something better, then by all means, <laughs> you know, use me. Yeah. Use me. That's how I feel like, you know, I, I, I that's what I'm here to do. So, okay, um, I got one for you. you okay. You're, you're, you're on television all the time. And how do you sift through all the offers? You got you got all these relationships over the years. I'm sure you get the call, yo, Angel, yeah, I mm-hmm. see you doing it. So look, uh, we got this little joint, man. If you come and do it, you know, I got mm-hmm. how do you sift through all of that stuff now? I mean, is it, it harder? It used to be difficult just because I never I, I I have to admit I have a people pleaser bone. I like to you know, please everybody and make sure everybody is happy and happy with me and happy with everything. But then I have to realize, you know, I, I'm truly building a career and I, I have a vision and at this point certain things just don't fit into what I'm trying to do. So if it's something that I truly see potential in it and no matter the budget, no matter how big it is or small it is, I'll find a way to work with it if it's, if it's for me. Now, if it's something where I'm like, you know what, uh, I think it's going to be a great project, but I just don't see a place for me in, in it. You know, I'm just honest. I'm just honest with people. I have to be upfront as opposed to getting myself stuck in a situation where I'm like, oh, I know I shouldn't have done that because I've been there, done that, not a good feeling. And then you have you have that, you know, on your track record for the rest of your life <laughs> or your resume right. for the rest of your life, you know. So at this point, it's really more so about me, you know, accepting projects that I truly believe are right for me. If I'm not involved in something, it doesn't mean it's not right for somebody else because no opportunity is ever lost. There's always somebody to right. pick that opportunity right back up, but it just depends on who, on what opportunity for who and at what time, you know. So I just, um, yeah, I'm honest. But, yeah, there are, there are, there are you know, those opportunities within two at the same time. It's just about it being the right one, Rodney, you know, the right yeah. one. And so that's why sometimes I, I, people disappear for so long is because some folks are so adamant about what it is they want to do, and I respect that because they're creative and they, and they just know what they want to be involved in. And if they don't get that project, then they're not going to, you know, just waste people's time. And I can respect that. I truly, truly can. I truly can. I've definitely had a few people call me uh, uh, some names recently because I won't do their projects. <laughs> but I, you know what? I'm like, hey, I'll take it. If that's what it is and that's if, if me knowing exactly what I want to do is a problem, then, you know, hey, that's life. <laughs> but that, that's, um, People treat women like women that are like that, that know their business get mm-hmm. called a bitch. And it's not mm-hmm. fair. And yeah. you know, but I'm I'm a fan of people that that have an idea of who they are and what they are. Now, um, mm-hmm. let's talk about, uh, and this is something that I dealt with. You know, when I booked the Monique show, people assume you're rich first of all. Oh my goodness, first that question, is the worst. Yes. First, first question: What's your schedule like? And second question: How do you deal with the people that think Angel is a billionaire and now she's on TV every day? Angel's a billionaire. She can help me be a billionaire. Um, 
Yeah, that that normally happens. Well, first of all, my schedule. Well, uh, the show shoots four days a week. Sometimes I shoot two, sometimes three, sometimes less. You know, I never know how I'm gonna how that's gonna work. But um, and then I'm always in a meeting, always hitting the gym. I'm just always making sure I'm you know together. So my schedule is kind of all over the place, to tell you the truth. It's, it's okay. not very, it's not routine at the at the, the present moment. Which is why I like, um, you know, sitcom television, the comedies, because it gives you this nice routine schedule and you get used to life and it's so nice. But my, my life is still kind of up and down with the schedule. And how do I deal okay. with people that think I'm a billionaire? Yeah, that happens mainly, like, in the South. Normally people in L.A. kind of get it. They understand that, you know, actors go through, you know, financial ups, financial downs, and they understand that it's expensive. L.A. is an expensive place to live. And, oh, my God, yeah. I mean, man, this place gets deep up in your pockets. But um, in the, it's in the South normally. And and funny thing is is that I'm, I've always been an extremely private person before I ever was in the business, before, I, it, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with me being an actress or being in the, in the business or being quote-unquote Hollywood. But I've always just had very few people have my phone number. I'm just I'm just that way. I, for some reason, I've always enjoyed my privacy. So, you know, it's, it's hard for people to reach me, to tell you the truth, with that, hey, uh, can I uh, can I hold something? You know, but I definitely, you know, I think we all go through that. Once people start to see you moving on up, they're like, oh, 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 yeah. let me go ahead, let me holler, let me holler. That's definitely not the case. Um, and, and even when it looks like it's the case, it's not. Movie stars are doing te- television shows now to keep things together. Yeah. Remember when, like, it would be like movie stars would never even look at the, at a television opportunity because they do movies and exactly. that's what they do. Now they're like, oh, you know what, let me hit the TV series, let me, you know, it's, it's just a different industry. And, 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 not, and not just TV, they do commercials and everything. Oh, and yes, Acti- Activia um, <laughs> commercials and all types of things. I'm like, wow, it is definitely a different game. And, uh, you know, it has a I'm lot to do with it. I watched the commercial the other day. I'm like, is that Sam Jackson voice? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it probably was. It probably yeah. was getting into voiceovers. Um, it, it is a lot different now. So, and, uh, you know, I think that's because I don't know if people realize, but the economy and this crazy way it is, it affects everybody, actors too. It affects the entertainment yeah. industry as well. So, you know, and honestly, ever since, like, the writer strike a few years back, things have never really been the same. And then, the you know, it's just it's shifty. And the opportunities are scarce. But what I do love about it is I noticed that a lot of black folks are really, really pulling it together with the creative uh, situation. People are getting creative, like making their own projects, making their own movies, finding their own funding. I, I see people stepping it up. I cannot tell a lie. I do see people stepping it up. So, you know, it, right. it's, it's kind of a must at this point. Nobody's handing now, anything, anybody anything on a silver platter. That's right. <laughs> now, for me, if, if I could play it, it, my ideal role would be to play like James Brown in the feature film. Wow. You know, I would love to play the, the James Brown story. Who is that for you? Who who would you, who what real life person would you play? you like, oh, I kill that. Mm. Someone asked me this. I've been asked this a few times to tell you the truth, Rodney, and I never, I don't have a good answer yet, so I, I haven't answered yet just because I'm not okay. quite sure. I wish I knew. I really wish I had an answer, but when I do get one, it's going to be a, a very well-researched answer. 
But I would love to right. play somebody I, I that like has. I want to see you play like a singer, like a, because I know right. you got your, I know you got some singing chops. I, I I can sing a little bit. I don't know about sing, but I can sing a little bit. I think I can, I think I can sing a little bit better than some of the stuff I'm hearing on the radio, though. I'm, I'm, I should, right. I, I should say that. But yeah, it's it's a difference between singing with an I and singing with an A. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know. Now, now, you 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 play so many different roles. Uh, I would like to see Angel the villain. What, what would you be like as a villain? I think I could probably play a pretty decent villain, honestly. But I got you know what I feel like before. Even my I've never played a villain, but I've played a, you know a, a girl who does a little scandalous things here and there. And right. Um, you know, people don't people do not respond well. People really start to treat you like you are the character that you play. So I know, you I... know yeah, they really do. They don't and I guess that means you're doing a good job but they don't get that there's a difference. Like I, that was really just a character, an actress, me as a person, I'm completely different. But I I'm I'm really right now I just wanna I'm I I'm gonna focus on playing the characters that are more relatable and um eh, for now. But I would love to play a nice juicy, just vicious villain one day. That would be awesome. I would love, those characters are those characters you love to hate. Like, it's some about them you just hate, but some about them you also love. I would love to play a villain one day. But my main um, goal for, for, for more in the future, more in the near future, is to play just more, more relatable, emotionally vulnerable characters that, that have ups and downs and have range. You know, just people that have range, somebody that you can relate to. So those are the types of characters I'm looking at right now. Maybe, like, when they're written, you don't see anything interesting about them, but I love to help give a character colors, more colors than you actually see when you first read the script. So, yeah, and then I'm also looking, you know, reading through scripts right now to to, to, to produce. And, you know, it's, it's time to step it up. It really is. So wow, working that, on that. that's interesting. And, and Angel Conwell, the producer, um, I, I like the way that sounds. What's Thank your you. vision as a producer? Like, um, of course, I know you want to tell great stories and uh, you want to service your fan base. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's your What's your vision as a producer? You think? My vision as a producer it it it, it can collide with my um with my vision as an actress to tell stories mm-hmm. that inspire, to, that transform lives, and to also, you know, we, we do deal with stereotypes a lot um, in, in our own, and with our own, and I'll say black Hollywood, you know, just, just yeah. different stereotypes and standards of beauty that, you know, you know how we are. <laughs> I, there's different, I, I want to, when I tell a script and when I tell a story, I want to be sure to defy almost every stereotype, especially with the standards of beauty that people would think that we would normally think. We have a lot to do when it comes to, to to that, you know, the whole, you know, light skin, dark skin, and especially when it comes to women. We have a lot of work to do in that, that area, and I don't think people realize how detrimental it is that we really start to, to, to focus on that, and especially when, when, when girls are young. Talk, talk, talk have, to me about that. What's, what, are, what are some of those issues? Because I know what I deal with as, as a dark-skinned man but you know, I guess I never tripped because to me, you're you you're not down gorgeous. So oh, you, you still have they still. How, how do how well, do Hollywood do you? It's, it's not so much even me personally right now that gets it. It's what I see. 
It's what I'm observing. Okay. And just because it doesn't affect me, that any honestly, if it affects my sister or brother or an, or or any friend of mine, whatever, it affects me. You know what I mean? So it, it's not happening to me personally right now, but I see that it's still out there. I have cousins who are darker that get picked on on a daily. I have cousins who are lighter and they get picked on. I see it all from, and me, I kind of consider myself brown. I've never been one that gets picked on because I'm too dark or too light. Nobody really has anything to say about my skin tone. However, I do see it often. And and it's, I think it has a lot to do with, with the images that people, that it has to do with the images that are out there and what people stamp as beautiful. You know, the, and I feel like it, it's a lot of work to be done, but it can't be done if people ignore it or or don't see it. And the only reason I see it is because I have cousins, you know, and and I know that this is coming from somewhere. Our cousins that come from loving families, and so it's no reason that they shouldn't think they're beautiful. So it's something that's happening at school, something that the people are seeing on TV and in magazines and music videos, and you know, it, I don't, I you know, I just feel like um, there's still the standard of beauty when it comes to black women and, oh, she's pretty for a dark-skinned girl and things like that, comments like that have gotten under my skin for years. For years, comments like that have gotten under my skin. So wow. I just feel like there we have a long way to go when it comes to embracing each other because we're all different shapes, all different sizes, all different skin tones, And uh, but I just feel like some are more accepted than others. And... Um, I think that, you know, film and television are huge mediums and, 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 and a huge platforms to get your point across. So with, with, with slow baby steps end up turning into to major, to major steps. So hopefully I can be a part in helping people open their minds and, and, and see all kinds of beauty, not just the mainstream, quote-unquote mainstream beauty that is normally what is the, the leading lady. <laughs> you know, so I don't know if that if that makes any sense just yet, but I I have plans on trying to help in that department. Okay, well this has been a great interview. I got I got five quick questions for you, and uh, it's it's and you you will feel it as we get going. Uh, the first one, my mentor is. My mentor is my God. <laughs> um, you know, I, of course, I have my mother. Um, you know, I, I call Keisha Sharp for 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 a lot of you know. She mentors me. Um, Vivica Fox. There's there's a few, several women and, and and people that I call when I have a question that are always there to answer something for me. At the end of the day. I have to go to the man upstairs. Hey, hey, I'm not mad at that. Uh, my favorite film is. Mm. Um, I love the League of Their Own back in the day. I don't know if you remember that. Ah. Uh, League, of, but then then there's Jungle Fever. Oh my goodness! One film, Rodney. Oh my God, that is just too hard. Like I love poetic just oh my goodness. Like I have so many films that I like from different genres. That's hard. That's hard. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, next one, next one. I cry every time I watch blank. Uh Child in Pain. 
Oh. So I thought you were probably gonna say you thought I was gonna say a movie, <laughs> a oh, child yeah. in pain, I, or the movie hey, Selena. Hey. Oh, Selena gets you. Yes, yeah, Selena gets me every single time. Like every time, I'm like, here I am crying. I knew what was gonna happen, crying. Yeah. You, you, you know what gets me? This is gonna sound real silly. Rudy, the movie Rudy. Have you ever seen Rudy? I have seen Rudy, but I don't remember the ending. I cry like a baby every time Rudy. Rudy Ooh, is just the huh? worst football player ever, and I just love to see people overcoming incredible odds. Like, yes. th- that's the type of movie I really like, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah, the uh, champion. Like, you came out the champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I my like favorite that drink is? Um, iced tea. <laughs> like, now, when you say iced tea, is it anybody iced tea or is it sweet tea from Orangeburg, South Carolina? Well, it used to be sweet tea from Orangeburg, South Carolina, so I turned on Hollywood and stuff. Now <laughs> now it's just iced tea with some sweetener in it. <laughs> but honestly, I, I love CPK's iced tea and uh, California Pizza Kitchen. I love their iced tea. I go by CPK uh, too, too often just to get some, some iced tea, and I put my little sweeteners in it. My organic sweeteners called Stevia, people, by the way, because, like, Equal and Splenda and Sweet and Low and all that stuff that has saccharin in it, not good for you. Um, so you got we got to switch it up to these organic sweeteners, the, uh, the Stevias and the Truvias. Oh, I just, nice, I just nice. drop Give a little health, advice. nutrition knowledge. Oh. I love it because you got a super, super great body, and and, and that's you. part of the reason why. The last question: best advice you ever gave or got? Um. Mm. Mm. Best advice. I've gotten a lot of advice, and I've given a lot of advice too. Um. Honestly, this is a day by day. Take things day by day. That was the best advice mm-hmm. for me is to take it day by day and really be in the moment because I have such an issue of thinking so far ahead, so far ahead. Sometimes I miss what's right in front of me. So I have to say for me that that was the best advice, take life day by day. Well, well, thank you for taking a minute out of your day and and chopping it up with me. I, I, I love you. You always so cool. Thank you, Angel. Thank you so much, Rodney. I wish the the best, Good. continued best, continued success for you and I'm I'm happy to see how things are going. They're going great. Hey, hey man, th- thank you. And I can't wait to, for us to share the screen together, you know. Maybe we can start something. We need to do that. I mean we really should. There's it, no reason why that that shouldn't happen. Hey, hey, I'm looking forward to you. know, they always put a funny-looking dude with pretty girls, so maybe you can be my wife. I'm going to hurt you, Rodney. You are a nut. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to share the screen together. That's all I got to say. I'm gonna, and, Consider and, and, it and, to you. Hey, y'all, you heard this Perry Live. My girl, Angel Conwell, that's A-N-T-E-L-L-C-O-N-W-E-L-L. That's Angel with two L's, Conwell with two L's. She's yeah. not to be messed with. She's a force in the game, and she's on Twitter as well. Your Twitter is Angel Conwell as well, at Angel exactly. Conwell. Yeah, it sure is. Your Twitter is at Angel Conwell. And, oh, oh, I, I did I did put it out to my, my, my Twitter constituent, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 B-I, B-I-Big, at B-I-Big, 
He mm-hmm. said, well, I got a question for Angel. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, I want to marry her. Ask her if that's cool. Oh, my God. The Twitter proposals are too romantic. <laughs> That is yeah. one of the most romantic proposals ever. How could a girl say no? No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I told him I would put it out there. I knew you was gonna say right. hell to the no. Yeah, no, not not hey, not hey, getting hey, married thank today. Thank you so much, sweetie. You, you got any you, you got any thing you want to drop on us for, before you go your website or what people website can uh, is uh, all is, yeah website is all angel a a double l a n g e double l dot com. Facebook is facebook.com slash allangel as well, and then on my Twitter. And I'll keep you posted there. There's some, you know, some great things coming up. So I will definitely be confirming things on Twitter. And holler at me on there, too, so we could we could get at each other. I, I try to talk more to my supporters on, on Twitter as opposed to the people that I, like, know, know in real life because I could always talk to them. <laughs> so I try to keep it geared towards talking to my supporters and, and my fans and people that I've never met. So that's what I want them to know. I do my best. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angel. It's been a pleasure. You have a blessed day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rodney Perry Live, and it don't get no louder than when you're talking to Angel Conwell. Thank you, sweetie. Hey, thank you. What up, y'all? Rodney Perry Live. Another big thanks to my girl, Angel Conwell, just an awesome individual. Uh, we are currently live. I actually recorded that interview um, uh, a day or so ago because I knew I was going to be traveling back home today. I'm just getting off the plane, and, and uh, I'm really excited, man. Uh, first of all, I want to shout out the Cleveland Improv. Just got back from Cleveland, had so much fun, uh, great shows, uh, five standing ovations, y'all. Rodney Perry is getting it in. Thanks to my, my, uh, my role manager, Johnny Vans. Uh, and also, thank you to to the man that that that, uh, that that gets the crowd hot for me, Mr. Ryan Evans. And uh, we had a great weekend. And uh, also, uh, my man J. L. Covan, who opened the show for us, he did a great job this weekend. We had a great time at the uh, Cleveland Improv. And um, uh, this week, uh, my 15 year anniversary. That's right, 15 years anniversary. Me and my wife celebrating our 15 year anniversary. And you got anything to say to the people? Thank you. Yeah, fifteen year anniversary. <laughs> hey, that's my wife. We've been uh putting it down. She she is my, my rib, my right hand, and I know she you know, I'm gonna say this to the world, I know she don't think that I that I'll be paying attention all the time, but you know, I, I'm a very lucky man to have her in my life and have her as my backbone. And um and uh thank y'all. Thank all the people that listen to this show, to archive the show. Uh I really appreciate y'all. Man, we we getting it in. This this is just the beginning. Uh, Rodney Perry Live, I'm going to continue to do this. I got a big interview announcement coming up for next week. Next week I got a big one of my, one of my you know, I don't like to call them celebrity friends, but one of my friends that happens to be a celebrity uh, is going to be on the line Monday, next Monday, Monday coming up, 2 o'clock. It's going to be so crazy because when me and this dude get together, it, it's so ridiculous. So I'm excited about that. And uh, what's on y'all mind? You know, we gonna um, uh, hopefully, uh, Matt. If we got any callers, let them in on the line. Let's let's talk it up to them. My girl, uh, my my assistant, uh, the 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 person that God sends to my life. I know, and uh, she's been working. She's been doing her thing. If we can go to the lines, man, we can open up the lines and we can chop it up and see if anybody want to talk. 
Roddy Perry live. You on the line? Hello. Yeah, this is Rodney. You on the line? Oh, well, what's up, Rod? This is Big Meech. Oh, Big Meech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you, man? How is your health? Oh, everything is moving in the right direction. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Blog Talk Radio. I know, huh? You, you know, Meech, I was listening to one of one of my old shows, and you were one of my first callers, man. Oh, wow. Welcome back, and I'm glad to see that um, everything is 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 moving forward for you. You know, I always I always lift you up and I push you in that direction. When you talk with Angel again, please tell her to put into the omniverse. She needs to do the Lola Falana story. That girl has a banging body, and she will be mm. perfect to do Lola Falana. You know what? That's a great that's a great thought, me because you know I asked her like, who would you like to play, and she didn't really have an answer. And Lola Falana would be dope. Yeah, that would be perfect I like that. for her. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I, I, agree. Want, we, I want we to gotta let her know that. And uh, give you a shout out and everything. And I'm coming back down. I'm gonna see you at most soon, as soon as I get some more tickets to come back down. And we we'll do it the way that we do in the days. Plus, I got something well, I want to give you. Know, you. I'll, you I'll text you what what that is. I got something I want us to share with. Yeah, we're we're on hiatus now, but but you know I can't let you get off this line without talking about your book. I know you got a new book uh, out on the street. Tell oh. us about it. Oh well, bless you. Well, yes, I, I'm an author now. Can you stand it? And uh, I love it. Uh, it's called Awakenings, Epiphanies Along the Spiritual Journey. And what this is, I when I left my church, I wanted to stay connected spiritually, so I started writing down um, my my thoughts that my spirit would give me and that would motivate and push me along my way and um, help me to grow and to develop personally. So as I was writing these, my spirit just told me that this was going to be a book. And I doubted that at first because I didn't think that it would it would that I would be such a person to have a book out on the shelf or anything. And now, wow. after two and a half years of writing and collaborating, it's now product. So it is it's motivation, self improvement, self empowerment, um, and personal development and growth. And a conversation started because you may not agree with what I have in the book, but it would it would hear you to want to, to connect with your spirituality to be, take you on your place of authenticity and to your higher power and to your greatness that's along your journey. Man, that that is, that is so awesome, man. You know, one of the ideas I keep getting is, you know, people in general live in a place of fear. So a lot of times we have all these things that God has told us to do, but we let the fear keep us from taking that first step. And for you to take have taken that first step and then the second step and then the third step is very remarkable. So anybody out there if you're listening, if you're listening, if you got a book in you, don't don't commit to writing a book. Commit to writing a line. Commit to writing a page. Commit to writing That's a it. paragraph. And and at the end of a year you'll have what what you can look at is probably a book, or at the end of two years, you could be looking at a novel. You never know uh, 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 what what your work will yield if you just start to do those that work. That's it. That there is it. Most that I tell wow. it to everybody. False evidence appearing real has always been, and that's the root to stuff. 
but then we get caught up in sin, self-inflicted nonsense, because we get we put our we <laughs> make ourselves our own enemies. You, so, hey, you, you hit me with a smooth acronym, self-inflicted nonsense. That's it. I love it. Hey man, <laughs> thanks for calling, uh, Matt. Matt, Thank you got anybody else on the line? Thanks, Meech. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Hey, man. Yeah, it, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, you guys, I, I'm just getting back home. Uh, Rodney Perry, hot off the road. Uh, up next, uh, Mike Bonner's celebrity uh, all-white party in Detroit. That's where I'll be at next. And actually, this week, uh, I'm in Belize. You know, me and the wife, uh, we headed out to Belize. We're, we're performing at the Belize Film Festival. And uh, with that, you know, we're also going to celebrate our anniversary out there as well. Uh, it has been indeed been a pleasure. Uh, I hopefully you guys are enjoying it. We got somebody else on the line. Yes, we do. Man, we got you on the line, Rodney Perry Live. You on? How you doing, sir? Uh, Rodney, this is Hip Hop Nat- This is um, Poetic from Hip Hop National Radio. Um, oh, what recently- up, Poetic? Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Um, I was calling you because uh, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of what we do, but Val the BB recently did a, a interview with you, and I think, and she's in alliance with Myra Morris, and you took the okay. cover of our issue of our magazine through through Val the BB. Um, where, where, where y'all uh, where y'all located? Where y'all? Well, I'm personally I'm the CEO of the show. Um, I'm personally located in Florida, but we we got you know someone in Dallas, we got someone in California, and we got someone in right. um, Kansas City, and you know because we we blog talk just like you you are right now, so we worldwide in, in right. a sense. So, um, but our main thing is we connect the music, the entertainers, with the okay. entertainment industry, and the um, the listeners and viewers to to the show through education. And uh, okay, what, we're doing, what, what we're doing is teaching the youth how to get started in the business uh, because, um, you know, with inside of us, we have our talents, and we just got to know how to channel our talents, and that's what Hip Hop Master right. do. We're trying to we're trying to teach them how to manage their intellectual property. And wow. we do it. It's some grown folks that need that. Oh, all of us need it. All of us need it. Um, got to be honest with you, I was laid off uh, about a year ago, and I was listening to you, the guy just now, uh, Big Meech, about the book. Yeah. Well, the thing it is, you have to start somewhere. When for me, when I fell out off the tree of the employment base of uh, working for a company, I, I was left with working with my intellectual property. And as I right. was doing it, I, I took my life and took and made it as an open book. As I'm learning it, I'm giving it to the public because I really want wow. to see the I want to see the youth come up in this industry of life. You know, because really the truth is, um, I, I got to say it like this: the black youth, our black youth, a lot of them are very talented in a lot of their things, what they do, baseball, in entertainment, sports, all of this. But the truth is, a lot of them are not having gone out to educate themselves, and some of them can't read, and some, but they, but they learn, they learn on audio or television. Well, right. 
the reason why we um, came up with the Hip Hop National Radio thing is to help them, those who can't read, taking advantage of at least the information. And if they got the information, they're, they're able to register their products in the in the prospective places. We also got a, a, a business development uh, program that we're now instrumenting and getting ready to implement into the program where the artist, the entertainer, they can sponsor their their, their, their own self in getting started. Well, well, well let's do this. Let's do this because I, I want to give you a, a, I want to give you some time, and this sounds real interesting. But okay. how about this? Where can people find out about it? Where can people get the you know the uh, the web, what's the website? What's the Twitter? Where can people get involved? Okay, they can go to hiphopnationalradio.com. And um, and they can also hit us at Twitter, um, at Twitter forward slash Hip Hop National Radio, Hip Hop National. On Twitter, we're Hip Hop. Okay, National I love Radio. it. I love it. Yeah. And please hit my Twitter so I can retweet that and and put that good information out there, man. Because I'm a big can fan of it. it. Like my my non my nonprofit is in the same vein. Uh, what I'm okay. doing, I started a nonprofit called God Parent. And what 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 I think happens is is that you know, uh, single-parent homes get help, non-parent homes get help. But, you know, what my wife and I found as, as as we, you know, our kids are growing up is that they have interests that are outside of our realm of expertise. You know what I mean? So, so I want to connect those children with professionals that are in that field that they show interest in. So if I know a young kid that wants to be in the music industry, I can hook him with a music industry guy. Or if I know a young kid that wants to be a comedian, I can put him with a comedian. If I know a young kid that wants to be an actor, I can put him with an actor or an artist. I can put him with an artist. So uh, that, that's what that's what my my uh, my charity is about. And and I think you guys are doing the same thing with connecting people with professionals that can help them along their their role. So thank you for the call, man. I really appreciate it. Okay, okay. Um, so you said godparents is the, your, your thing? Yeah. I was just trying to figure yeah. out how. Okay, and what's your Twitter? Uh, I, I, I just put, I just started, you know, getting my 5013C and everything in place. So uh, my my personal Twitter is at Rodney Perry, though. At Rodney Perry. Okay, okay. That, that's, yeah. that's what I'm Okay, thanks, Rodney. Appreciate it. So cool, man. Thank you for the call, bro. I appreciate it, and uh, and and we would love to do another interview with you real soon. Okay, thank you. I, thank you. I appreciate your time. Have a good day. Hey, time. hey, thank you a bunch. Yeah. Oh my God, it, it's Rodney Perry live. We got people calling in. Uh, I want to thank Angel Conwell again, man. This lady is so awesome. Congratulations to her. Uh, she's working on the Young and the Restless. She's got movies. She's got films. She's doing it all. And, uh, you know, right now I'm sitting here with my two lovely ladies. I just got off the plane. And, they, you know, the best thing about being Rodney Perry is my kids, man. My kids are awesome. Y'all say hi to the people. Hi. What you like about Rodney Perry Live? Everything. What you like about Rodney Perry Live? Everything. All right. They just say that. I paid them. Yeah, Wait. I paid them. <laughs> they really, they really ready to get get in it. So uh, again, thank you to Madeline Smith who has been engineering this show today, man. You're awesome, and uh, everybody listening, we love y'all. This is Rodney Perry live. I'm out. <laughs>